Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. Glad you've taken time out of your day to stop and listen to us and download this program. It's an encouragement to us and we hope and pray that it is for you as well. If you like our podcast, be sure to hit that like button. We get quite a few of those and we appreciate them. They help encourage us to keep going and, and try to find ways to keeping this on the air. Today we're going to talk about this is love. There are different motivations for us to serve God and return His love. One might be out of fear. Fear is a good thing. It's biblical. The Bible does talk about the fear of God. You might say, well, there's obedience. Other people might say, well, duty is my motivator. Well, there's really nothing wrong with any of these answers, and I've heard probably more than that over the years. That's all I could think of at the top of my head. But what about being transformed into the likeness of Christ? What about love? If you stop and ask yourself, why do I serve God? For me, love has to be the ultimate motivator. I don't know how many people went to see the movie The Passion of the Christ years ago. I know that, I'm sorry I paid money to watch it, to be honest about it. I I watched it in a, a theater, first time I've been in a theater in, in years. Probably really haven't been back since. If you were one of those who went to see it, or maybe you rented out the movie or downloaded it on some electronic device of some kind, how did you feel when you watched Gibson, Mel Gibson, the producer, and his view of the flogging that Christ went through? Now, there's no question in my mind this part of the movie was very graphic in its nature, probably the most realistic uh, scene I've ever watched in a movie about the passion of the Christ. In the verses we're about to read... The Apostle John will will write about the love of God. And God is mentioned 17 times. Love is mentioned 35 times in this letter of 1 John. And, and 25 of those 35 are used right here in the 19 verses that we're about to read. So bear with me and grab your Bible and follow along. I would encourage you to do that if you have one available. This is going to be out of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but rather he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. 
We know that we live in him and he is in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Verse 15. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he is in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Verse 19. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet he is brother he hates, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. And that's from the New International Version. We love because he first loved us. And so today I want to look at, at the importance of the love of God, the God that showed us on the cross how much he really did love us. And the first point here is a shown love. Back in verse 9 again, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This word uh, showed has a meaning of a manifest. Ships have manifest, a captain has them, long-haul truck drivers in this uh, USA, they, they have a manifest. And the, and the transportation officers, the DOT, and they have no idea what's hidden inside those trailers with the locks on them. So the manifest will reveal to the police officer what's inside that cargo truck. In the same way, the scriptures of the Old Testament, they hid the salvation plan that was to come in Calvary. So, example here, in Jude 9. But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. You see, Michael here has no idea under what conditions uh, Moses' soul had been saved by. The statement really tells Satan all of this will become clear later. And scriptures tell us that angels, they, they long to see these things and how God's plan would be revealed. God, to a degree, was saying the plan of salvation, it's in that trailer of that truck, and I'm holding the manifest. And I'll show you when I'm getting ready. In Romans chapter 3, the Apostle Paul would say, in verses 25 and 26, God forgave, excuse me, God gave Jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through their faith in Him. God can forgive them because the blood sacrifice of Jesus pays for their sins. God gave Jesus to show us that He always does what is right and fair. 
He's, he was right in the past when he was patient and did not punish people for their sins. And in our time, he still does what is right. God worked all of this out in a way that allows him to judge people fairly and still make any person right who has faith in Jesus. You see, this is how God could love and this is how God gave the orders to Michael to rebuke Satan. After all, at least two sins that Moses were committed, they're right there for everybody to read for all of history. He, Moses killed a man. He, he was a murderer. He, he struck a rock in the wrong way after the Israelites were freed by God out of Egypt and headed to the promised land. So Satan, he's always ready to lay claim on what he thinks really is his. Back to 1 John chapter 4. John will say, no one has seen God. But if you recall, the apostles would, would ask Jesus, show us the Father. Do you recall what Jesus' answer was? Well, in a short answer, really, Jesus says, here I am. I'm standing right before you. You see, whoever sees the Son sees the Father. And if you want to know what deity is, if you want to know what love is, all you have to do is look at me, apostles. That's really what Jesus was trying to get across to them. Through the teachings of the apostle and the written word, we too can have faith and, and know what God's love is really like. The love shown by Christ was not hidden in some small room somewhere in Jerusalem. No, the love was displayed on Calvary's cross. It was not hidden from the eyes of those who truly needed to see it. You and I, we should be so thankful for the love of Christ that was publicly displayed on a cross, on a hill, for so many years ago, but the world did see it. Because of the love of Christ, we, we would never have to, to be living in our sin and death. Because of the love of Christ, was never hidden from a public view. You and I can know that it truly happened. Because if it was hidden from public view, how would anyone really know they were saved? The world would have always wondered and maybe even had a lot of doubt about God's love. But you know, anyone who would take the time and really read and study Isaiah chapter 53 would have wondered and scratched their heads and wondered, what is all this about? Just as the man in chapter Acts chapter 8, he wondered. Think about it when some of this really hits you in your own personal Bible study. Some of us have been Christians for a very long time and, and others probably not so long. There might even be listeners who are secretly listening or really wanting to know more about Christ. They're, they're on the fence trying to understand what they should do. When you and I came to an understanding and said, God loves me. Do you remember how heavy your heart was when you came face to face? knowing your sin was before you as you cried out to God Almighty and 
and ask him to take that sin away and that guilt away and also knowing it it was for your sin that put Christ on that cross that day forcing him to suffer and die I can't speak for you the listeners but I know that I am truly thankful that God showed us this love the second point is out of verse 10 it's a sent love the word has a meaning of a military person being sent out on a mission in the Greek and I'll read the verse again this is love not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins you know I, I read this and I get the idea God wants me to know he sent Jesus he sent his son Jesus was not just some accident uh, Jesus was not walking around blindly somewhere the father didn't lose track of the son and where he was at the son was sent and the father knew where the son was at all times the son was sent to, to save a lost and dying world again Jesus did not arrive on earth by accident there was a plan in place and the plan was to save all of mankind from eternal damnation and this is not something that God thought of as he went along and kind of put it all together there was no trial and no error or no mistakes you see Jesus he was sent on a mission and Jesus knew that mission very well if you seriously read the gospel accounts you cannot help but not to see the focus that Jesus has in his mission he was always about and doing the things that he was sent to do the gospel according to John for example how many times do you read my time has not yet come then about halfway through the gospel account uh, the time has come for the Son of Man or the hour has come or it is now my time depends on your version you see Jesus did not die for just a small group or an elect few people now Jesus was sent to save the world according to John 3 16 the probably the most famous verse in the in the entire Bible but Jesus knew without any question in his mind what he was sent to do and he was going to accomplish that goal no matter what the apostles they really didn't seem to understand the role of the Messiah and Jesus knew that he was to be the sacrificial lamb he knew the sent mission was to die on a cross for the salvation of mankind every slanderous word every every slap every bruise every open wound every sting of that whip with each nail was his mission to save you and me from our sin this listeners is love the third point is so love verse 11 I'll read it again it says dear friends since God so loved us we also ought to love one another we are so loved by God in this word so so is about the son 
God's one and only son. It's, it's not as God claimed that he had countless sons. God did not spare the son or an angel to do his work. He sent his one and only son. How many of you are willing to sacrifice one of your sons for somebody else's sin or mistakes? Probably very few. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says this, He did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? You see, God says, I love you so much. I sent my son and did not spare him. Oh, you deserved to be condemned to hell. However, you will never have to experience this because I so love you. If God gave me Jesus, there is nothing else God would withhold from me that is best for me. Our last final point, number four, sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. Again, verse 10 says, This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This atoning sacrifice is one that continually covers my sin. It pays the full price of my sin. It completely satisfies the death sentence. You know, unlike the sacrifices offered under the Old Covenant that did not satisfy or cover my sins before God, this sacrifice was made by Christ to cover every sin you and I have ever committed. Have you any idea the number of of sins that you have committed before God? Well, honest answer is I really don't have any way to count mine in my life. But then you try to add the person sitting next to you or your co-worker or your teachers, uh, other students, whatever it is that you come in contact every day with people. You know, everyone in town, across the whole nation, around the world. And then you stop and think, from Adam and Eve until that last day, a judgment day. This is how wonderful and amazing this atoning sacrifice really is. That everyone who accepts the gospel message can be saved from sin and death. You and I should have to be the one that paid for our debt to God. But this is really truly love. And if you and I do not understand this sent love from God, we will never understand and know who God is. This love we should know, and it should be our motivation, not only today, but every day of our lives. It, it should be our motivation to serve and love God as He has loved us. If it was not for this love, where would you and I be today? If you're not a Christian, I would say to you, uh, don't go another day without becoming a Christian, finding a, a really, truly gospel-based congregation 
that is teaching the whole word not just select verses and, and titles not studying books that are written by men but the Bible the scriptures and get to know who who Jesus is if you need help finding somebody who wants to study with you I, I will do my best the staff here will do our best to see if we can find somebody in your local area I I really can't make promises but we would do our best if you're struggling as a Christian sit down for a moment and reflect on your life and pray to God and ask him for forgiveness because he is faithful to forgive us all that blood that precious blood continually cleanses everyone who is faithful and walking with God this is not a salvation by works this is salvation by Christ and his blood you and I honestly we could never do anything to pay back that debt we can't do three good things and hoping it wipes out one single bad thing it's just not the way the Bible talks and that separates Christianity from so many other religions in the world I am so thankful that I have come to know Christ and it's our hope here at Biblical Question that you too can know Christ on a deeper level. Certainly hope you've enjoyed this broadcast, this podcast of uh, This Is Love. If you'd like to find out more about us, I encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com and there you can find out more about us. Please be sure to like us on whatever format that you're listening to. I know we have listeners from all over the globe now in over 50 countries, and I think that's pretty neat and pretty amazing. And it could not be done without the blessing of God. Until next week, I hope and pray that you'll have a good week, and may God bless you, and may He have the glory.